The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around stay protected by getting your own bc boost with bc boost go to bcboost.com that's bcboost.com bcboost.com The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. All right, coming up, Kevin McCullough, we've got the latest from Israel. We will also speak with a Hamas attack survivor. And we've got some tips for how you can help your children survive this coverage in the coming days. I'm Kevin McCullough. We get started right now. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role as as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. uh, Glad you're with us, Kevin McCullough, for this Thursday. And I just want to make a point that, um, as you know, it is nighttime in Israel now and people are already um, wondering what Friday will hold for them. Earlier in the day, Israel dropped flyers throughout Gaza warning Palestinians to take shelter. Um, They are claiming Thursday that Israeli planes dropped flyers with a message for them to leave their homes and head to known shelters or risk being harmed. I might add that that is a lot more warning than any of the Hamas groups gave any of the Israelis when they decided to come in and start killing people on Saturday. Uh, Israel knows where most of the uh, missiles and the attacks have come from. They've been systematically removing those uh, operational systems uh, in their attacks, in their counterattacks since. But to tell the uh, Palestinian civilians that you are not part of the targeting that we are uh, we're going to come in and destroy these places please leave that's a remarkably humanitarian thing to do considering that the people that carried out the attack on saturday didn't offer any such uh warnings to anyone in fact i don't know if you've seen the the paragliding video of the musical festival but those guys just landing and open fire blindly on the entire group of young people that were gathered for the festival. I mean, it's one of the reasons why they had nearly 300 people killed in just that attack alone, because there were so many of them there. But there was no warning. There was no saying, this is what we intend to do. They wanted to kill Israelis. They wanted to kill as many of them as they could. They wanted to make sure that this attack went off with as much pain to the Israeli people as possible. That's why they targeted children. That's why they targeted elderly ladies. That's why they're taking young women to Gaza. They want to they want to create as much fear and uh, terrorism in the minds of the people that they are opposing as they possibly can. That's why the, that's why it's called terrorism. To put terror into people's hearts is the, is the purpose to create great fear. Now, coming up on the show a little bit later, we're going to speak with a a woman named Tal, live from Israel, who is going to tell us a story that she endured in a a Hamas attack on her back in 2010. She, She very much can tell us what these victims are going through, particularly the hostages. Um, But she is live in Israel. She'll bring us up to speed on what she's seeing and experiencing as well. But it's just it's not it's not humanitarian. And so for Palestinian residents to come out and go, oh, Israelis are dropping leaflets saying that they're going to come, you know, bomb our houses and we need to go to shelters. Okay, lucky you. (laughs) 
Um, you're, you're very fortunate. You now have the advantage of knowing what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, your, your, your thugs, your men did not do the same for the Israelis. Um, anyone who is near Hamas terrorists will put their lives in danger, as the flyers in the city of Beit Lahia said, according to the Associated Press, adhering to IDF instructions will prevent you from being exposed to danger. That's, that's what's written on the flyer. If you do what we say, you won't get hurt. The AP added that the area in the northern part of the Gaza Strip near its border with Israel has been hit by airstrikes by the time Palestinians reported finding the flyers. A UN agency for Palestinian refugees also said 10 of its shelters had been struck since Israel started conducting retaliatory airstrikes against Hamas following the terrorist group's initial attacks on Saturday. As of Thursday, more than 1,400 people have been killed in Gaza from the airstrikes, including 447 children, according to the Palestinian Ministry of Health. Earlier today, uh, Israeli uh, President Isaac Herzog was involved in a fire exchange with a reporter over how Israel is choosing their targets to strike back in Gaza. You know what? I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care what the Palestinians have to say about how Israel is choosing their targets. Israel did not ask for this. Israel did not want it. They don't want it now. They don't want to have to be involved in these exercises. You forced them to. And this is what I think is going to do. There should be no negotiation, no concession, and no, no mercy. What, what needs to happen here is Hamas needs to be exterminated in every respect. Now, what you have happening as we are in the middle of the night in Israel now is you have airstrikes that are uh, being carried out. And so there are more targets in Gaza that are being hit as we speak, and there will be reports of more dead tomorrow. Now, I also have uh, intelligence that has uh, been made, I've been made aware of that we have hit Damascus or Israel has hit Damascus in the last 24 hours. We do know that Syria was launching missiles into Israel from its territories in the north. And I would advise the Syrians and the Lebanese and the Hezbollah in the West Bank, um, just stand down. If you don't want to meet the same disaster that Gaza is experiencing now, take a, take a lesson here. You don't want to mess with this. This is not what you want to have happen to you. So don't, don't get involved. Um, we are expecting that the uh, U.S. will continue to provide um, intelligence and logistics uh, as we can. And now some of the American families are beginning to speak out uh, from some of the hostages. Um, and uh, Israel's El Al airline breaks the Jewish Sabbath rule for the first time in 40 years. Uh, they did that uh, today to um, say that they're going to get army reservists back to Israel. First time in 40 years that they have flown on Sabbath. Um, I think it's really important to understand that there are 26 countries that have hostages currently being held or unaccounted for. 26 countries that 
are not Israel. Besides Israel, there are 26 countries that have their citizens being held by Hamas. Those 26 countries need to send a clear message. This will not be tolerated. If you do, if you proceed with this any further, all 26 countries reserve the right to take you out. And that's the bottom line. This is, a, this is a heinous evil. It's not about land. It's not about equal rights. It's not about any of the tropes that the Palestinians have been, you know, surround, you know, getting, riling up crowds for in the U.S. This is about the right for militant jihadists to kill everyone they disagree with. And friends, it's not a war that's just in Israel. It's a war that's on the doorstep of every person that does not hold that view. Kevin McCullough, we're coming right back. Stay here. Phil Robertson, get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried, we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief, and then... They raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. 
how I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And as we continue our coverage of the war in Israel, we are continuing to speak with uh, people that have been victimized by Hamas and continue to tell the story of what's really happening on the ground there. And I, I just, as I've said the last few days, I feel like this is important because we do not get a clear picture here in the U.S. media with just how horrific and how unifying what is happening in Israel really is. For instance, Netanyahu and one of his biggest political rivals yesterday have formed a temporary coalition government. They disagree on almost everything. But the one thing they agree upon is that the terrorists need to be dealt with. And that's what they are uh, pulling together to do. So along those lines, I've invited uh, Tal Hartuv to join us. Uh, she has survived just such an attack uh, in recent uh, years. And she's also um, experienced uh, what's been going on there uh, just this last weekend as well. Tal, thank you for taking time to talk to us here in the States. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate the platform. Um, what, what do we not understand about the horror of what happened last weekend here on this side of the pond? Uh, well, I don't think there's actually a language to describe the horror of what happened. I think it's, you know, there's something about sacred silence in all of this. Uh, there's nothing to say in that sense, all right? So I can never describe what happened to me 
adequately, which was to be held hostage by Hamas terrorists for 30 minutes when I was guiding my American Christian friend out for a hike. And if I can tell you my experience, just gabble through it here. You know, yeah. we were hostage, hostage, the, they pounced on us from behind. After half an hour, they find my Israeli ID. They tie, tie our hands up. They gag us. They take off my Magin David, my Star of David, and they shout, Allahu Akbar, slaughter the Jews, and they start hacking us to death. Now, I was only two meters away from Christine. We we're both on the ground, and I played dead, and I kept my eyes open because that's how people die. And uh, I watched her chopped up like a vegetable in front of my eyes while I myself was stabbed 13 times and they broke over 30 bones. Um, but I tell you how I got out of that situation is when they left, you know, they thought we were both dead. And I uh, thought, well, I'm going to be dead. But but like I was so raging and so grieving and so sad and so shocked. And I there were two things. I wanted to get up and die near, nearer where I parked the car so the police could find my body. And I wanted that last word in a way, you know, just to, if they want me dead here, I want to die a meter away, that kind of thing. But I managed to stand mm. and gag bound and barefoot. I, I begin to walk through the forest. Did I tell you my injuries? I can't remember. I've done. So you many. said thir uh, thirteen stab yeah, okay. wounds and thirty so, broken yeah. bones. Yeah. So we're, and a collapsed uh, lung and a crushed sternum and a broken shoulder blade. But anyway, I managed to walk over a mile until I found, find help. And I think what you what the people the good people of America don't understand. Well, I think the Jewish community should understand if we look historically of what's happened is that this, and it's not a conflict, this war against civilization is not about land, all right? These terrorists, when they were murdering us, they did not shout free Palestine. It slaughtered the Jews and al Akbar, all right? And with that, I will say, before I'm charged with Islamophobia from anybody listening, that it was a Muslim surgeon who saved my life, and that's very, very important that people know that. But what people don't understand that this is a conflict of hundreds of years beginning with the rise of Islam, who have murdered more Muslims, by the way. Islamic terrorists have murdered more Muslims than any other ethnic group. Islamic terrorists have murdered Jews in the land of Israel before it became the state of Israel. So it's not about occupation. That's what I think that the and I tell you one thing, Kevin, sorry, I'm a bit all over the place at the moment, but. But you only have to read and listen and, and and understand what they want. What do these terrorists want? And they have a charter. The Hamas have a charter. And by the way, so do the PLO, uh, Mahmoud Abbas. And in both of these charters, they make it very clear that their goal, their objective is to destroy the state of Israel, to destroy the Jews. So it is not about land. And And if I may continue here for a minute. And I'm so glad you had me on my show because I'm absolutely mortified. First of all, we're so thankful to the good people of America for being behind mm. us. That's mm. amazing. And, and President Biden's speech was heartwarming. So is the Secretary of State. And at the moment, the world is behind us. But Israel always knows after terrorism that, you know, that empathy is going to die soon. You start pulling out bodies of Palestinian civilians who've been killed, not murdered. They've been killed, all right? And what I find morally repulsive is that some media platforms are giving voice to the other side. You know, let's balance this thing out. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, I tell no, you we're, this. we're speaking with Tal Hartuv, who has survived a horrific attack in Israel in which she watched her friend Christine Lucan be absolutely butchered at the hands of Hamas terrorists. Um, Tal, the uh, catch me up on your understanding of of um, what the government is telling you there in Israel and the very latest in terms of um, where the attacks are coming from. I, I have heard that there are uh, groups gathering on borders on all sides uh, to try to take advantage of this window of time. Is that accurate uh, to your understanding? Well, to be honest, I've been on uh, media interviews for most of the day and I haven't even had time to check the news. But Gotcha. Uh, but so I, I don't know. But certainly this morning when I was watching Israeli news, we were bombing uh, Damascus. We've had Hezbollah infiltrate from Lebanon. Um, we've had also uh, Palestinians causing havoc within the state of Israel itself, or what if you call the disputed territories, what we would say is Judea and Samaria. So it's really an assault. And I think, Kevin, I, I don't know if you've been here, but, but Israel is a country that's the size of New Jersey. Yes, I've been there three times and I, I live in New Jersey, so I'm very familiar with the comparison. And um, actually, Judea and Samaria are my favorite uh, places, uh, some of my favorite places to be. I think they're just beautiful. Um, yeah. So the yes, yesterday we spoke with um, the uncle of an IDF force, uh, who told me at the time that he felt like that the recovery of the bodies had not even hit the 50% mark yet. The last number I saw was 2,300 dead. Do you know if that is? Um, no, the, late, yeah, the latest figures are, uh, no, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But it's, you know, this is the thing. We haven't, we don't know where everyone is. Right. We, we're not sure if they're lying chopped up in a bush somewhere or they're being raped constantly or in Gaza. We don't know where these people are. And there, there are hostages from 26 countries. And you talk about when, when you know, the, the different medias talk about, oh, humanitarian crisis. Holding people hostage is a humanitarian crisis. And nope. that's even shoved off the table a little bit in favor of like, well, we don't want Israel to go, you know, disproportionate. And it's ridiculous. This no, is it not is. A you know, I, my, my own position on that is I want Israel to do whatever is necessary to put down the evil and to uh, to protect themselves. That's that's the position of myself and many of my listeners. Tal Hartuv, we are out of time, but I want to say thank you for being willing to share your story and to speak honestly. You're helping my people understand the situation a little bit better, and we're very thankful for your time with us today. We're helping our own people, and thank you very much, Kevin. You've got it. Tell Hartuv, live from Israel. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't change that dial. studio that brought you sound of freedom comes after death what happens after you die a new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts i never felt alive and then dead i felt alive and then more alive i heard a voice before i woke up you still have a purpose on earth after death in theaters now get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com after death Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. 
I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours, and then I clean 300 steps, and then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com. 
obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us as we continue our coverage of the story of the week. And as you've heard now from uh, multiple survivors and multiple people that uh, have family members who have been taken hostage and so forth, um, Shelley Goldberg and I thought it was just important, just super important for us to set our series on stress aside for a second and talk about how to help the children understand and get through what we are dealing with globally right now. Shelley, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Um, you know that I stand with Israel resolutely and without any reservation. I think most of my listeners do as well, but we do need some help in terms of helping our children understand what's going on. What are some tips? Okay, Kevin, because what's happening is, is truly horrific. The images are, are, are incredibly horrific. So the first thing, mom and dad, I, I know it, it's, it's obvious, but just to remind you, please turn off the TV. Those repeated images are so incredibly disturbing for kids, guaranteed nightmares. You're going to heighten the anxiety, turn off the TV. Number two, you want to check your own feelings at the door. That means talk to your friends, call up a, a relative, but you don't want to discuss this and pour out your fears and your anxieties to your children. They need you now more than ever. Three, assume that they've heard things in school from friends, caught images on TV. So ask them, what do they know? What do they think is happening in the Middle East? How do they feel about it? Four, your responses have to be age appropriate. What you say to a kindergartner, you're not going to say to a middle school child. You can discuss politics with an older child, but certainly make it extremely simple with younger children. Five, read up. Mom and dad, you have to know the facts. When your children ask you, what's Gaza? You've got to know. So take time to read up so you have um, some basic information, uh, current events about what's going on right now. Six, you don't have to have all the answers. It's okay to say, let me think about that. That's a wonderful question. Who might we ask that will know the answer? Uh, let me check the facts, read up on it, and get back to your kids. Seven, remember Mr. Rogers what he says about focusing on the helpers. Your kids at the core want to know that they're safe. That's what they're asking you. Am I okay, mom? Am I okay, dad? So focus in on the helpers. Point out world leaders or clergy or the Red Cross or whoever you feel will, will get your kids to see that there are smart, logical grownups in charge that, mm. are, that are aware of this and are trying to figure out what to do. Eight, when, you, when you're answering your children's questions, always ask yourself, what's my intention? What's my goal? Mm. And, your, and your goal really should be to make your children feel safer. And nine, don't use euphemisms. Your kids are going to be more anxious if they feel that you're hiding something. At the same time, you don't want to overshare, but you want to try to be as honest as you possibly can. Ask your kids again what they already know. That's We can keep coming back to that. By the way, Kevin, these are not going to be one-time conversations. This is going to be ongoing. I mean, this, this is what's happening wow. is life-changing. And these are major, you know, wow. geopolitical events. And so you're going to have these conversations with your kids a couple of times a week or every other week, or but it's going to be on repeat. You know, it's going to be ongoing. 
12 have toys around toys like doctor kits, police officer dolls and, you know, those those small doll figures so that your kids can play out, you know, the way they play with blocks. They can play out what they're feeling and also remind your, your, your kids of any humanitarian aid organizations that they can become involved in. So they they don't feel helpless, but they feel that there's something that they can do. Kevin, your thoughts? I think these are very, very vitally important, but really simple steps. And friends, I I would encourage you to go and download this podcast and send it to your friends that have kids. Um, Shelly, I have been in an undisclosed location this week, and my family has largely been together out of the routine that we would normally do. We've got a family wedding this weekend, but we have spent a lot of time talking at an age-appropriate level about what's going on learning a little bit about the history, understanding that there is good and evil in this world and that we need to understand the difference between the two. And I think that um, the steps that you just gave us are very, very important. Mom and dad, do not let this um, window go by and leave your kids hanging. Help them, help them understand and help them learn. That's one of the reasons why um, we can use moments like this uh, to really deepen what they believe and what we believe as families. Shelly, thank you as always for your input. Thank you so very much, Kevin. I also just want to add, if you're, if as a family, you're making changes because you want to check in more with your family or have your kids call you more because yeah, you're concerned, that's a good one. let them know any changes so it just doesn't happen without you alerting them because that can be unsettling for kids. Yeah. Well, well said. Shelly Goldberg, always appreciate it. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Kevin. All right, Kevin McCullough, we've still got a big part of the show left. Stay here. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details, like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, And she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. 
His master got so angry at him, he said, You dirty, dirty, dirty dog. If you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. There is other news going on this week besides that of just the war in Israel, but our coverage will continue on that. But I want to turn next to uh, Vanessa Farah, who is the executive director for Moms for America Action. Uh, we have had uh, Moms for America on the show in various capacities, and I appreciate their uh, strong willingness to speak loudly and to speak clearly about issues that are of concern to them. And uh, Vanessa is an immigrant who came here at age nine. But Vanessa, uh, when it comes to even simple traditional ideas like boys being kept out of the girls' bathroom, parents are increasingly uh, on the um, uh, on the surprise that their school districts and people that they have trusted with their kids uh, are, are not are not doing what would seem to be common sense. Welcome to the show. What's the latest? Yes, thank you, Kevin. Glad to be here. Yeah, so just a, a little bit of background of um, on Moms for America. As um, just in case your audience uh, don't know, we are a national organization of over five hundred thousand moms across the country, rescuing our culture for truth family, freedom, and of course, the Constitution, you know, a very, very sacred document. And we're across the nation engaging with moms and concerned Americans. Um, and we're educating, training parents, grandparents to know uh, how they can better protect their children and also empowering them to become influential voices in their communities. No, that's so necessary. And a good example is this case in Kalamazoo, Michigan, from just uh, these uh, just recently. What was happening there and how did the parents react? 
So I, this is, this was an event that I, Moms for America, um, attended. And, um, obviously, you know, we're there to provide support and any, uh, any resources that we can to parents that are advocating for the safety and the well-being of their children. Well, these courageous parents, uh, filed a lawsuit against Vicksburg School District because the, um, the administration secretly, and, and, and I'm bringing this word out of the actual lawsuit complaints, secretly were allowing uh, 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 boys to use the uh, girls' bathrooms and locker rooms. So obviously, some of the girls uh, whose parents filed a lawsuit uh, were very uncomfortable. Uh, many parents didn't even know that this was taking place in the school, and they decided to file a lawsuit for um, for violation of privacy. So this case is about the intentional violation of children's fundamental right to bodily privacy and safety. And there's no denying in that. I mean, it's it's pretty much common sense. So these parents uh, uh, came together, united. Um, and, you know, I was very touched, Kevin, because I didn't see any anger. I didn't see any... Um, um, uh, I guess um, any 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 type of you know it's us against them uh, uh, attitude at all. It was more it was more on look these our children are sacred. We right. we here for their safety and their well being. And if it takes us to file a lawsuit and um, get this reversed, we will. And they did. So I'm very proud of them for that. And I hope every parent um, uh, can you know can 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 be out there um, getting the information they need and understanding what's happening in their schools and take action. Well, as we were talking before we went on the air today, this is happening increasingly across America. There are more school districts that are pulling this kind of stunt. And Vanessa, it really uh, was something that came kind of from the top down. I mean, certainly in the Trump administration, there was no tolerance of this kind of shenaniganry. Uh, but almost immediately when Joe Biden was sworn into office, he told school districts across the country that if you did not get on board with uh, some of this agenda, which included the use of uh, private bathrooms and locker rooms uh, by those of uh, the female sex uh, to let boys use them, that they were going to um, do things like withhold, uh, you know, poor kids breakfast and lunch money from uh, federal uh, programs. So you've got a lot of pressure coming down on these schools, but you mentioned 500,000 moms. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling and just call me crazy. You wouldn't be the first if you did, but call <laughs> me crazy um, I think that 500,000 moms getting activated and motivated on this issue in particular, when it comes to the safety of their daughters in their uh, in their bathrooms and their locker rooms, that this is going to be an issue that people vote on a year from now in November and that it is very much going to be on the ballot. For sure. For sure. Um, we talk to moms all over the country, Kevin, and um, and it is it is very encouraging to see so many of them just based on common sense and wanting to do what we know how to do best, which is protect our families, protect our children. We are um, God loving, God fearing mothers uh, that uh, love our country. Uh, we love our children. We love our families and we want no trouble. We want no, uh, no bickering. We are not out there to, to fight anyone or against anyone. But when it comes to protecting our children, um, forget it. I mean, we would do whatever it takes to right. make sure we do it the right way. And about the pressure that you've mentioned with this current administration, unfortunately, you know, pressure or encouragement from this current administration does not outweigh the constitution 
and federal law. That so as, as you can, as you can, um, uh, as you would know, Title IX, it's a federal civil rights law. And, and, and even even considering where we're talking about Michigan right now, even with Michigan school current school code, it requires separate facilities based on sex. How simple is that? You know, the law is made to be simple, but a lot of people take it for granted. I mean, it, Title IX basically says that we it's it, we're required by federal civil rights law that uh, that uh, that requires se- separate facilities uh, based on sex. So girls in one bathroom, boys in the other. This is a law. So um, this is where the uh, the lawsuit is coming. It's based it's it's based in their their argument on as well. Well, I, I'm so glad that they are taking that litigative action because I, it is my opinion that if we don't challenge these actions and some of these actions run counter to state law in Virginia, you have school districts that are trying to force this stuff into existence and the law there on the state level has been changed to reflect uh, the common sense position. So you've got some people going way overboard uh, to try to accomplish this agenda. And I'm just glad that uh, parents are stepping up, filing the lawsuits. I'm so thankful for moms for America and moms for America action for all that you're doing on this. And uh, Vanessa, keep us informed on what's going on. I'm going to have you back a lot in the next year because I don't think these issues are going away anytime soon. They're not at all. They're not at all. And we need more parents to um, stay informed and never, never be afraid of of, of pushing back this yeah. radical agenda that's ruining our communities. And, and our- if you're a mom that wants to get involved, go over to Moms for America Action and, and sign up and start getting the information and start paying attention. Maybe start a chapter in your community or maybe join one if it already exists. Vanessa Farah, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for the invite, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back uh, from an undisclosed location today, not New York. Stay here. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and firsthand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. Hello, I'm Mike Vindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? 
And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And I want to say thank you to all of those that have contributed to our Israeli coverage uh, this week. Uh, It's been uh, important for us to give you the latest every single day. Um, Tomorrow, I will be away from the microphone and we have some uh, great content for you being planned. Um, But I will be back with you on Monday and just know for sure I've I've got a family event that I have to be a part of. But just know for sure that we will be following the very latest on all things related to the breaking news upon my return. I want to briefly touch on something that involves the state of California and their governor, uh, Gavin Newsom. He signed a new law into uh, existence yesterday that the only purpose of it is to send alerts specifically for black young people and black women who go missing. It's called an ebony alert. Now you may be saying to yourself, well, that sounds a lot like an amber alert, which already exists for all persons of any race that go missing, especially children, especially women. But this law, for some reason, is being recognized as being so important and so vital and so impressive. Uh, the, The state senator that put it forward, Stephen Bradford, said this law gives police a new tool to help bring home missing black youth and black women. He says it will raise the public awareness about the disproportionate numbers of black missing persons. Um. Sometimes, friends, we, we hear things and we get so wrapped up in the, the viewpoint that we, that we honestly feel is the right one that we sometimes miss the forest for the trees. There's a problem with this law on two accounts. If you already have an Amber Alert system that's effective, that helps find missing women and children, regardless of race, then everyone in that system gets treated equally because the next person that's missing is the next person that's missing. And you go looking for the next person that's missing. And that's that. If you set up a two tier system where you have a system for everyone, 
and then you have a system exclusively for those who are black, then you've both empowered a sense of division within the culture itself. And you've given the ability for those who would be otherwise inclined to help look for a missing person, but that who may still grapple with racism in their heart, the opportunity to ignore them. To me, the Ebony Alert is a lose-lose because what it does, it again divides us by color and creates a separate standard for people who are of different skin colors. And that is the opposite of what America should be. We should be colorblind, justice for all, with equal treatment under the law. That's what we should aim for. Not a two or three or seven or 17 tiered system treating people differently based on what they look like. I'm Kevin McCullough. We'll talk to you again next time. <laughs>